The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. I could not be happier. First of all, it's a gorgeous day in Chicagoland, and the NFL season is upon us. The schedule now official. Uh, coming up at around 7 o'clock, we do know the Bears will open up in L.A. against the Rams at SoFi Stadium, fourth consecutive year. They're going to play the Rams, a rivalry developing with the NFC teams. Welcome in to Bears All Access. We're brought to you by IGS Energy with my broadcast partner from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM, the great Chicago Bear offensive guard, Tom Thayer. Good evening, Tom. Big Jeff, it's going to be a lot like all your dinners. We have a lot to digest. And so when you think about the beginning of the season, you think about the coaches talking today. You think about us getting prepared to be at Hallis Hall to watch rookie minicamp. When you take all that in, you know, there's a lot of excitement on the table, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to every every step of it. The only thing missing is a total return to normalcy, but oh, we're knocking on that door hopefully. But, yes, all the assistant coaches, the offensive coordinators spoke today uh, when you total it up some two hours. A lot of, a lot of questions you might suspect uh, about rookie minicamp and the arrival of Justin Fields from Ohio State. We'll start with that right now with you and I and the quarterback coach John DeFilippo on the first steps for the Ohio State rookie. Uh, the first thing we, we, we talked about this, you know, all we've, I guess we've been Zooming, I guess, last two weeks, I guess it is. And I mean, I'm not going to share the things that he and I share in terms of our short-term goals, but but one of them was, I'll tell you, one of them was to, to you know, have command of the huddle. You know, that that's, you know, show the other 10 guys in that huddle that you have some command and you've been working your butt off calling the plays, knowing the cadence, knowing where to go with the football. Um, it's not going to be a very in-depth in- installation in terms of uh, the, you know, uh, the amount of plays, amount of formations, shifts, or motions in that, uh, in that thing. But I want to see him, you know, those building blocks of becoming a starting quarterback in the league and, and you start at the lowest of low. Uh, you start with the cadence, you start with the huddle, you start with knowing your first wide vision, which is everything that you have before you get the ball in your hand. Play clock, are we lined up correctly? What's the cadence? Is there a kill with the play? The, so the mechanics of playing quarterback, the mechanics of the first step of knowing our offense is what we're trying to build upon to when the veteran players come back. And they do have a body of work from Ohio State, too, and his excellence there, Tommy. Yeah, you know, it's weird because now when we talk about college quarterbacks coming out of their system, we have to talk about their presence in the huddle because some of these guys, Jeff, they don't huddle up. They look to the sideline, they look at those big poster boards up, and then they call the play for there. So, like they say, you got to have command in the huddle. You want to have it because the first thing you tell every single guy in that huddle is make eye contact with the quarterback. See what he's saying and see the quarterback and then kind of filter the information that he's getting out, how it pertains to you. You talk about the past concepts that he's going to have to learn, how he's going to bring the information from the classroom out into that huddle. And so we're going to see evidence of that, and all the coaches are going to see evidence of that immediately. And um, I think it's going to be really exciting because we're talking about the learning process of the quarterback position and how it fits into this type of athlete. And really starting from square one here because you're stripping it down to the bare wire here, and it's it's big part on the shoulders for Andy Dalton, the starting quarterback at the moment. 
and Nick Foles, uh, and for I think it was Bill Lazor that said it, it. It's on the the kid, the rookie, to learn from those guys and watch and ask questions as opposed to them trying to you know teach him how to do it. Just watch, learn, listen, and go and go do your job. And uh, it'll be an interesting scenario when it all comes out during training camp. But this is just the baby steps right now. Uh, we would be remiss. We got condolences to Tariq Cohen, Tom, and his family with the loss of his brother this week. Uh, super hard, super difficult for anybody. Uh, certainly somebody in the spotlight here and uh, rough road after an ACL tear last year. He was looking forward to getting back and, and working hard through his rehab to get back on the field. Uh, but condolences to the Coens. Oh, no doubt about it. His entire family, I feel so bad for him because when you receive information like that and um, you're not prepared for it, you don't know how you're going to handle it. Because Tariq already in his life has overcome so many obstacles. When you talk about everything that's always referred to, they make reference to his size and how that will fit into football. And he's been able to come in here, and Jeff, we've seen his growth process from the first time we ever did an interview with him at an event to how he's the type of growth that he's shown to us in the last couple of years. He's a super engaging, intelligent personality who I really have grown to appreciate. However, he's got to be so supportive right now of his family like never before. And so uh, prayers and, and everything that goes out from the entire Bears family and us as just individuals and knowing him as the person that he's, he has become. All right, coming up on the show tonight, we've got uh, Jim Miller coming up from SiriusXM NFL Radio, the former Bears quarterback. He'll spend some time with us as always tonight. And coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, the rookie defensive back Patrick Graham out of Oregon will join the program as he gets ready for his maiden voyage in the NFL as well. Our producers tonight, Jordan Treadup, Dan Brilli, Julio Rosale, and the Score Studios were brought to you by GS Energy. With Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak, back with Jim Miller and more here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And welcome back to Bears Hill Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Choose clean energy for your home at IGS.com because every good choice adds up to a better world. With Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, and we welcome in our buddy Jim Miller from SiriusXM NFL Radio is moving the chains with his buddy Pat Kerwin. Happy schedule release day, Jim Miller. It'll become official. We'll have it all for you at 645. Much of it's been leaked out all over the NFL landscape. Everybody works very hard on it. I'm sure you guys had all the important games uh, today as well, but... The one that matters the most for us, Bears-Rams, to open things up against a uh, a team that believes it's a Super Bowl contender. No no question out there in L.A. Yeah, you know, for the Bears, one, good to be with you guys again. And, yeah, you know, they're facing a familiar quarterback who they know in, in Matthew Stafford. So I think that immediately uh, helps the Bears because that's a tough road game. There'll be a lot of fans there, supposedly. Uh, you know, we'll see what the state does out there. But SoFi Stadium, they are expected to – to have fans at the game so they can finally christen that stadium uh, correctly. So it should be, you know, a tough road game. You know, it's a it's a tough opening game uh, against a team that's well coached by Sean McVay and with a new quarterback uh, that really can sling it all over the lot. But the Bears at least are familiar with that style of play for Matthew Stafford. And a couple of uh, more primetime games leaked out as well. Looks like the Bears and Lions back on Thanksgiving. Some night game always. With the Packers, you're going to have one of those. That you can sketch it down at all times. But, again, uh, Tommy and I at around 645 will break it all down in more detail. But I, 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 you know, you knew who the opponents were, Jim. And I, I brought this up with Tom earlier today. I, I just love the quarterbacks. It's, a, it's quite the collection of quarterbacks 
from young to old, the Bears are going to face this year, from Stafford to Joe Burrow, if he's healthy, at Baker Mayfield. Uh, you got, uh, of course, the great Tom Brady, I'm assuming. Aaron Rodgers will still be in Green Bay, although Blake Bortles reportedly coming aboard. Uh, late word here tonight, Kyler Murray, the excitement of Kyler Murray, the excitement of Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. I mean, if Trey Lance is, is going to be in the mix by uh, – at some point, or Jimmy Garoppolo's battle there. You got Derek Carr. I mean, you name it. We're facing it this year, and the Bears' defense is going to be tested across the board, fellas. Yeah, they, they really are. And, you know, that's a, a great group of quarterbacks that they're going to be facing. You know, you just look at the overhaul on the AFC side of things. I mean, other than, you know, the, the veterans, say, like Big Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, almost entirely the AFC is overturned from older quarterbacks to younger quarterbacks. So, and these are talented players that are playing right away. They're having an impact for their team. And we'll see this year how's it, how it goes for young Trevor Lawrence drafted by the Jaguars. You know, a nice opening day for the Jets and Zach Wilson is that uh, Sam Darnold gets to face them, tries to get a little revenge. But the AFC, clearly, there has been an overhaul at the, at the quarterback spot. But the Bears' schedule even with those young quarterbacks, they got some savvy veterans that know how to get it done. That is a tough, tough group of quarterbacks they'll be facing. You know, we talk a lot about quarterbacks, but when you talk about the Bears' opening game and you talk about Khalil Mack versus Aaron Donald, you're talking about a monster preparation for both offensive lines over there. Because now, I don't think you really have great mobility in Matthew Stafford, but so that's going to put more pressure on the Rams' offensive line. And you have dominance by Aaron Donald, so that's going to put a lot of pressure on the Bears' offensive line. Um, three sacks in the first game of the year throughout his career. Aaron Donald missed week one in, in 2017. And all those sacks are at home. So, yeah, he's only has three of them in the first week of the season. However, it's going to create some sleepless nights by the offensive line and where Aaron Donald will line up. Because there's no guarantee he's going to line up over Cody Whitehair or over the right guard. He could be camping out over the left tackle, whoever that right. is. Or he can even visit the right tackle. Aaron Donald has that type of skill. In the way his season concluded with tears on the sideline during the playoff game, this is going to be an emotional game for Aaron Roger, or Aaron Donald, just like it should be for Khalil Mack. And four months to get ready for him, Big Jim. So he's the uh, defensive player of the year. Yeah, to think about him. Tom's already sweating as if he's playing him. Tom's already sweating. I can see it on his brow. Yeah, Tom would have a sleepless night for four months, I would think about. But, uh, you know, it starts this weekend with uh, the rookie minicamp. They're already uh, going from phase one to phase two, starting to break these, these rookies in. And, you know, it's an exciting time. You know, I'm just glad they're they're back in the building. I'm glad they're back in there working and Everybody's going to be able to conduct a, a full off season uh, here, and yeah, they'll have the protocols and everything set up for the players. But it's good to see it's already happening this early around the NFL. Heard from Sean Desai, first year defensive coordinator, ninth year with the Bears. He mentioned this the time he was promoted to the position. He reemphasized it again today on what he wants the defense to look like moving forward for the 2021 Chicago Bears. You know, I want this defense to be palpable. I want people around the city and around the, the country and the world that's watching this defense, whether it's live or uh, on tape, to make sure they know the type of defense that we are. Whether you're a football fan or not, you're going to feel this defense uh, physically and emotionally. And, and I think that that's, that's, uh, that's something that uh, we're hoping to hang our hats on. Tom, when you hear that uh, 
emotionally as well. That means he wants these guys fired up, playing with their hair on fire, reckless abandon, the whole bit. And, and, you know, we've been asking for that. We've been asking for a very aggressive, make it, make it so that you dread playing this defense. Do they have the guys to pull that off, the type of mentality he's looking for? Yeah, they have the type of guys that can pull this off, and they have growth and development. When you talk about pro bowlers in all three levels, when you talk about Akeem Hicks, and you talk about Khalil Mack, you talk about Roquan Smith, you talk about Eddie Jackson and how the other pieces fit into place. But then he also talks about the spirit of the defense, the physical approach and the emotional approach. Because, look, man, you cannot go out and play football emotionless. On the side of the Super Bowl ring that we won, Mike Ditka had has a word and it's called ace and it's attitude character and enthusiasm and whether you're Mike Ditka in the 80s or Sean Desai in the 2000s emotions they got to be at a high point when you talk about the way a defense has to play at, at, at this level throughout the whole season all 17 games I, I think it's you know it's about heart and and obviously emotional playing emotional like like Tom talked about but you got to have that pride you know, you, you as a player got to have that pride of what you want to accomplish. Look at the Bears. They were on the field too often. You know, again, we've talked plenty in this offseason about offensive accountability, that the offense has got to do better in standing points on the court and preserve the defense that was really thrown to the wolves. And they were still an 11th overall defense. I think if they don't log as many plays as they did defensively, they're definitely a top 10 defense. Really, all they've lost is the corner in, in full. So I, I think, you know, this is a defense that can be a top 10 defense again, but they're going to need some help on the offensive side of the ball, some accountability there. But heart and pride is what I say, and it'll be more fresh and a little bit more rest. Hey, Jim, we're going to have to have you redial because we're losing you, dropping out on your line. Uh, help us out there if you can. We'll get back to you coming out of a break. Uh, Bill Shuey, Tom, the outside linebackers coach now, uh, really was asked a lot of questions about Robert Quinn and his production, and that is a big component of this too. It's not like there's something broke there, I don't think. You know, I think it's something he's got the ability. He's got the career production. You know, we we and, and my job will be to make sure that he's put in positions where he can – he can make more plays, and I think he's looking forward to doing that. I also think it's going to come out to balancing out the reps, the timely get of the timeliness of getting him into the games at the right situations, where he can stru- you know, be at his best. Tommy, what do you think? I'd be licking my chops if I was Robert Quinn because there are extremely high expectations for the reason he was signed to come here for the Bears. And when you look at that opening opponent for the Rams, I said Matthew Stafford. He doesn't move around that. You know, he's not going to be a Kyler Murray. He's going to be Matthew Stafford. So if they can get that push from Akeem and Khalil on the other side, Robert Quinn should be open to those sack opportunities. And he talks about how Robert Quinn has to finish the play. And you finish that play by either strip-sacking the ball like he did the first opportunity he had to rush a passer this past year. And I listen, man. I see Robert Quinn out of practice, and he works hard. He's the type of guy, if he comes in here, if he's healthy and physically ready to go, there's going to be concerns from from him for him by every offensive coordinator. All right, and the topic also of Travis Gibson uh, learning that position without the benefit of a complete offseason last year. That hurts players like that. All the coaches agree on that. And also you got Jeremiah Tachu coming aboard as well, pass rusher. When we come back, 
will rejoin Jim Miller, Thomas Graham, the Bears safety, uh, excuse me, cornerback coming up at the bottom of the hour as well. This is Bears All Access brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon, our good pal Anthony Adams, and our friend Lawrence Greeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night, 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago, or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. With Tom Thayer, Jim Miller from SiriusXM NFL Radio's Moving the Chains. Jim, we heard from offensive coordinator Bill Lazor uh, later this afternoon. I'm not certain you got a chance to hear that. We're going to play a chunk right here, but... I do appreciate when coaches like himself say that they feel a great responsibility when you got a raw talent like he's bringing in here with Justin Fields to help develop while balancing that act of, you know, having a starting quarterback, a veteran in uh, Andy Dalton and another one on the roster in Nick Foles. I, I probably think more of a responsibility to the development of the player. Like in, 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 and I've talked to Justin about that. And, but but with every as as a coach, I think you feel a res, you know personally. I feel personal responsibilities to these guys. Again, I like working with adults, but you can. I think you can still affect people's lives. And, you know, in all seriousness. And so I try. I try to have a responsibility to affect their lives in a positive way. Number one, outside of football. Number two, I want them to feel like I also have their best interest in mind. Even if, if the decision I have to make or, or the opinion I have to give to, to, to Matt and Ryan on, on personnel decisions, it, it's got to start with what's the best thing for us to win, winning games. But at the same time, I, I want, hopefully I've built a trust with them that they also know that, that I have their personal development as a player in mind and that I'm only going to help them as best that I possibly can. And I think... The thing, the thing that I learned when you come to this league from college is, you know, especially when you're a young coach, well, how's it going to be dealing with some guys that are the same age as you, right? The first time I was an NFL quarterback coach, the quarterback was actually older than me by just a little bit. Okay. And so how, how do you, how do you get them to listen to you? Like all these things go through your mind and someone, a friend who had predated me joining the NFL told me, they start by, you know, coaching the young guys with exactly what you know, and you just as soon as you show them that you can help them be better, that you can make them a better player, like that, the bond, the trust, it all falls into place, and it's just coaching. And so, I hope that 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 they know, and and I, I've, I've described that to Justin, but I hope that they know that I have their best interest as a player in mind, also, and that I take responsibility in helping them develop. And, you know, there's only so many things you can focus on at once. So I, I let them know I care about them as a person, do what I think is best for the team to win, and then, and then hopefully they can feel that I'm, I'm trying to help them become a better player. And, th- and I really think then the development, the long, if, if, if I can be focused on those three things, then I got to trust that, that the big picture is going to take care of itself. Boy, I counted about six words in there. Trust uh, Jim Miller about that. And that trust thing, if for a quarterback who comes into a situation like this, a veteran or rookie, is that the number one? Uh, yeah, I, I think from the coach said all the things I needed to hear. One, am I making the player better? You know, players will buy in. It doesn't matter, you know, where you've coached before or even if you haven't played the game of football, a player is going to judge their coach by, is he making me a better player? 
And if the, you've got that that quote buy-in, you're going to work harder, and that that player is going to you know have that trust because he knows that hey, how this guy is coaching me, I feel I've made improvements and I've bettered my game. And as coach said, he takes great responsibility in bringing quarterbacks along, and that should be true at at any uh, position for for any coach because it's a foundational block. When you get to the NFL, your first year, that's that's your foundation, right? And then those building blocks are moving on. Uh, you know, you keep on building every single year with another building block. And I think for players, they got to be. If you teach the player the right tools to equip them to go out and play, then you're going to earn it uh, that way as well. But clearly, they're not going to throw Justin Fields to the wolves. You know, I don't think anybody should put in a young quarterback who clearly is not ready to play. When they're ready to play, that's when you put them on the field. I think the Bears have said that every single time, whether it's uh, Matt Nagy, whether it's a coach like Bill Lazor, who both have brought along quarterbacks many a time in their NFL careers, and it'll be no different for for Justin. But they've got to get a feel for the player, what he does, what he doesn't do, what uh, areas that he needs to work on, and they'll give him those tools for him to build and and get better. And, of course, there's got to be the want to by the player. Justin Fields has got to want to be great, and he's got to buy in and and do all the work that is necessary for him to achieve all of his goals to be a starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. I like like the fact that Bill feels responsible because I think that's the reason he's still coaching in the NFL. If you didn't accept that responsibility, especially at the most high-profile position of any team, he would be in the league and out of the league. However, when you talk about responsibility you feel to the quarterback position, when you walk into the huddle, it affects 10 other guys. And when you get that quarterback prepared, you can get him to a certain level where you get him prepared and confident. But Coach Stanfeld, our offensive line coach, used to tell us, is I can only coach you so much, and then you have to start coaching yourself. Once you learn the things you have to improve on and you start coaching yourself, it's going to help you be a better player. That's Tom Thayer. Jim Miller, we're going to step away, break, and when we come back, cornerback Thomas Graham of the Spares rookie draft class of 2021 headed to Hallis Hall for a weekend of activities. Rookie minicamp. Starting to make it feel like the season's around the corner. And the schedule release will have the official word, 645. Stick around. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy. Visit athletico.com to request an appointment in clinic or virtually and start feeling better tomorrow. Jeff Joniak, top there. Jim Meadow from Sirius XM NFL Radio. Moving the chains, joining us as well. Uh, so uh, Charles Leto Jr. was released he signed in Washington, and, and so now a lot of attention, Jim, will be on Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins will get a chance to compete for that starting left tackle spot, and Juan Castillo talked about the reputation that we're hearing that he's developed over time here as a finis- physical he started, finisher. He just started becoming like that over the last year. It wasn't like he was just a nasty type guy like that. He started developing that confidence in the way you play well that's the same thing that we're talking about here now we've used this technique in, in over a year so now that guy's got confidence in what they're doing it's more natural now we're going to play a little more physical we're going to finish finishing is part of, of when you finish you play physical and uh, jim what do you think yeah i think tevin definitely has that uh, in his background he's kind of an old school type of player he's kind of a throwback so the notes I had on him is he's got extremely strong hands and that was uh, the note there that he's a good finisher because he's got the torque and the strength 
and those strong hands to really kind of manhandle his opponents. And I think once he realizes that, you know, and, and Tom can echo this, a lot of it is stalemates in the NFL, but when you can finish, physically punish your opponent, and I think Tevin has that type of ability. I mean, this guy's a big guy, 6'5", 320 pounds, has the athleticism, but his strength, I think, is a big part of his game and why I kind of classify him as an old-school tackle that does have a he does have a nasty level to him that he can take to another level is what I'd say about him. Yeah, the first thing Juan said when he came here is he wants his offensive line to be physical and he wants him to finish. And if Tevin can bring that along with him and work alongside whatever left guard he's going to play with and then the tight end position equally as well, then shoot, I like to see the potential in this guy and the growth opportunities. And, again, they explain the reason that he didn't have a career at left tackle is because the, the other tackle was hurt, and so he moved over unselfishly. All right, here's a guy we're going to introduce to Chicago tonight. Good to have him. Oregon's defensive back Thomas Graham, now a Chicago Bear, and headed to rookie minicamp this weekend. Welcome to Chicago, Thomas, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer. Two former Bears here. Not me. I'm just the broadcaster, but Tom Thayer. Uh, veteran guard and Jim Miller, former quarterback of the Chicago Bears, joining us as well. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Bears All Access. How would you describe your excitement level right now about coming into town, getting up at Hallis Hall, and actually getting on grass? Oh, man, it, it, it's amazing, and it feels good. This is like a dream come true for me. Uh, I always told myself since I was like four years old that I was going to be able to get a chance to play in the NFL, and I do, so... It's just kind of hard work and making sure my dream becomes a reality. Do you have butterflies? Uh, yes and no. I have butterflies just because more like for the fact of being able to step on that field and, and, and say, like, I'm in the NFL um, and I'm playing for an NFL team. But outside of that, uh, I'm ready for the moment. Hey, Thomas, I was watching the video when Matt Nagy called you to tell you that you were drafted. And I know by your reaction, you like me, I'm the same way. I thought I was going to be drafted higher. You thought you were going to go higher because you said, you said, Thomas, how are you? And you said, it's been a long day and I'm frustrated. So, I, I mean, listen, Matt, I, li- I like that about you. So, was that the fact there that, you know, that it became a long day because you knew you, knew that you, want, you were going to go higher? Um, yes, uh, I thought I would go higher, uh, but you know, uh, I kind of just, I feel like, um, my parents was just talking me down, just telling me like, it's going to happen and you'll get the call, just like wait and relax. But you know, being an a ancient kid, like I was impatient about it. So I was just like, ah, like, you feel me? When am I going to get it? When am I going to get it? And finally, uh, I got the call and it was just amazing. Well, Thomas, Jim Miller here. Welcome to Chicago. Hey, don't worry about that sixth round, dude. I got drafted in the sixth round, and I made it over a decade. You'll be just fine if you put in the work and obviously just getting your foot in the door to have that opportunity, and you've got it here in, in Chicago. And Maybe just let the, the listeners know. Tell them about your game. Tell them about your attitude, the type of player you are, and, and what they can expect for, for you as a, as a Chicago Bear that they're going to be cheering on. Uh, you go get a, a... – a young man that has very high football IQ. Um, I thank my dad for that. He always had me around the game. He was a coach, so um, I'm a coach's son. So a lot of the things I do, um, I try not. I try to use my mind always more than I use my physical abilities. But I do have them. Uh, a very confident young man uh, that's gonna walk around with that swagger. You know, I play corner, so uh, it's like that different swagger that we walk around with. Uh, 
but a young man that's just gonna come in and work. Um, I had to do it uh, when I went to Oregon. Uh, I had to do it in high school, and I'm gonna do it now. Uh, I, I know that it was always hard work. I wasn't always the most athletic and stuff like that, but I always made plays um, when my name was called. So I plan on keep doing that. New Chicago Bear defensive back Thomas Graham joining the program here for a few minutes as he gets ready to get to Hallis Hall and Bears minicamp this weekend with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak. Thomas, the one thing, watching all your highlights, and uh, there's a lot of them, believe me. I mean, yes, you, you had to opt out your last year, but you have a lot of experience. And I look at this. It's, no, it's not by accident you played 40 games and you got 40 plays on the ball. I mean, that's hard to do. It, that timing that you have – just speaks of a lot of instincts right there how would you characterize that aspect of your game and how competitive you are at the catch point um well I, I, my favorite player growing up like no matter what sport it was was kobe bryant so uh he always talked about just being more mentally prepared than than your opponent and everything you do uh, so i always kind of just made sure i watched extra film I did all the little things. He always talked about doing little things and just having that mindset of just never giving up and, and attacking everything with your all. So uh, I think that's kind of what played a big key in my opportunity to be able to make those plays on the ball. Um, Arizona State, when we played, that was probably one of my biggest games. My sophomore year uh, was all just being able to have mentally prepared for that game. I knew exactly what routes I was getting before they ran it. So. As soon as they ran it, I was just like, wow, like, this is how film really works. And I just kind of kept going from there. You know, Tommy, you had a really impressive uh, list of colleges that were offering you full scholarships. You're from California. You could have went to anywhere you want. What what brought you up to Oregon? Uh, Coach Taggart. Um, I, I'll give him a big credit for that. Coach Taggart brought me up to Oregon. Uh, and then my high school teammate, uh, Jalen Red went up there too in Diamondor, Lenore. He's now with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, but those two, just those three people all together recruited me hard. And they was just like, let's come create a secondary. And then Coach Taggart was just like, let's help rebuild Oregon. And I always like like being part of a, like a rebuild for a program. Uh, so I was just like, you know, like let my class be something. So we always went back uh, 2017 while we was up there and it was just, like, kind of a hard decision at first because a coach that ended up coaching me at Oregon, Dante Williams, at Nebraska at that time point. And I was just like, dang, I really want to get coached by Dante, but I want to stay on the West Coast. <laughs> well, <laughs> from, from, your, from your standpoint, like, uh, since you opted out last year, you got to be itching to get back on the field. What have you been doing to improve your, your game? I know you you, you got to stay and do all the things, but what have you been working on through uh, your opt out? Um, when I trained uh, basically uh, all the way until pro day, it was working on just my linear speed um, and then kind of just fixing my body. I felt like my body wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Uh, and I started eating better. Uh, eating better, I think, probably was the best thing I possibly ever done. It gave me more ener- like natural energy. I'm not always drowsy. Eating fast food in college is not the move. So, uh I think that was very big for me. Uh, And then since then, I've been just working with Coach Dante since I've been in California and just training on just being able to be on the field, change the directions, working on my press, uh, working on the little things that he seen wrong when he was up there at Oregon with me and, and just doing all the little things right to make sure my game can be great and adjust to the next level. 
Thomas Graham, our final moments with the Bears' new defensive back. You're going to be coached by Deshae Townsend in addition to Sean Desai, who's the defensive coordinator. But Deshae Townsend carries a lot of weight uh, as an NFL player for many years with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Giants. He also helped out with uh, coaching the Arizona Cardinals. Does that matter to you, that a guy that uh, lined up with that kind of organization and a physical team, and that's exactly what the Bears want to be, a nasty physical defense? Does that fit your profile? Yes, it does. Uh, you could just go watch the film. I make plays on screens. Uh, I make plays in the run game. So it's just like I like being physical. I think it's no point of playing football if you just want to be soft and timid the whole time. Uh, I know I play corner, and that's the position probably with the least contact people would say, but I always try to make contact as many plays as I can. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to meeting you, and uh, welcome to Chicago. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, hopefully the weather will treat you right, and uh, better yet, you'll be uh, uh, an instant impact uh, with your teammates. I'm sure that's your personality. It sounds like it is. So welcome to Chicago, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Thomas Graham, our guest here on Bears All Access, another segment with Jim Miller. We'll look at the Bears' schedule as we come back, the opening of the season in L.A. against the Rams. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. What's well, big night. The schedule is official. Chicago Bears single-game tickets on sale right tonight at 8.30 p.m. So get yours at chicagobears.com slash tickets. We hope to see you at Soldier Field and the other nine trips during the regular season we plan on making this year to see Bears fans traveling. So let's uh, let's break it down, fellas. Jim, you ready? Yeah. All Let's right. Do it. So it starts with the Rams. You know that the first home game, Bengals following week. So Joe Burrow and the fellas coming. So I just I kind of do this in quarters at Cleveland with Baker Mayfield and a team that feels they're going to be a title contender. And then home against Detroit with Jared Goff. The road team won both meetings a year ago on the October 3rd. I'll throw in the Vegas game because that's really the extra game. The 17th opponent, as it were, because both teams finished in second place. So Derek Carr and the fellas in Vegas. So that takes you to October 10th. A five-pack of games. Jim, quick thoughts on that. Yeah, I think, well, you got a couple of playoff teams mixed in there, right? Uh, so they got to be ready for that with, you know, the Browns. They feel that they're an ascending team. So that's going to be a tough road game, I would think, for the Bears to go on uh, the road and take on the Cleveland Browns that are kind of puffing their chest a little bit. But, you know, all those other games, I, I think, are winnable games for, for the Chicago Bears. You know, I think they easily could get off to a good start with that schedule, what they have. So, you know, can they go three out of, you know, three and one in that four game span? I think that's a legitimate uh, thought process to win three out of four in every quarter of the season. And I think they're able to do that. Uh, those five games there, there's three road games. And Tom, uh, I look at the different types of quarterbacks again in that first five games of the season. All right, let's go to the next group. Then it's the Packers here at Soldier Field. Uh, of course, the Packers have won 19 to 22. Uh, Andy Dalton with a 114.7 quarterback rating against Green Bay. Then at Tampa, home to San Francisco, and then at Pittsburgh for your first, uh, make that your second primetime opponent, Ben Roethlisberger and the fellas right before the Week 10 bye week, Tommy. You know, to me, I, I look at all those games, it is going to be a rough schedule. They're all going to be physical and talented. Um, you know, when you go to Pittsburgh, they're not going to sell tickets to the Bears fans. All those other games, you're going to be able to get in a lot of big, a big mix of Bear fans in support. So um, I always respect going to going to Pittsburgh, and um, everybody knows what Tampa is going to provide. 
They got the goat, and so it could be a hot day. They got to be in good condition, and you're going to have to make sure that all the coaches today, they talked about the development of depth. The development of depth is going to be on display when they play in Tampa because, again, you could get one of those 85-degree days in mid-October that could really challenge your conditioning. And then uh, – oh, go ahead, Jimmy. Well, that second block, that that's their toughest stretch. I'm looking at the schedule. To me, that's their toughest stretch. You're facing the world champions. That's on the road. 49ers are a much better team, and you got to believe Jimmy Garoppolo will be the quarterback for them. They still have a really good defense, and offensively, they'll rebound, I think. And then the Steelers, they're a playoff team as well. Injuries hurt them uh, down the stretch. So, to me, that's, that's their toughest stretch of games. And then they'll have their bye week and come out and face the Ravens, which was another playoff team. So, that's really the meat of their schedule that they really have to be on point if you're Chicago. Right. It does extend into that next group because, yes, Baltimore, then at Detroit on Thanksgiving. So, Tom, we know it's like there on Thanksgiving. I mean, and then you get home and you get Kyler Murray in Arizona on the 5th of December. And then you go to Green Bay for a primetime game against the Packers. And then you got another primetime game against the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. The Bears have won five of six. So that five-pack of games plus the four that we just mentioned that Jim just broke down, that's that's nine very important games right there. Yeah, you know, Detroit in Detroit on Thanksgiving Day, man, that's their season. They, and I think this new head coach that they have up in Detroit, along with advisor Chris Spielman, they're going to want to capture the emotions of the supporting crowd of Detroit under the roof where the, the crowd noise is going to be unbearable at times. So it's going to be a couple different, uh, difficult atmospheres of divisional opponents with Detroit, Green Bay, and Vikings. And everybody knows what Kyler Murray, the type of athlete he's he is and what he has the ability to be but you know the bears defense has to be up to the task jim do you believe arizona feels it's a title contender now with what they've done yeah i I think they know it's starting to heat up on cliff kingsbury and i think they're they feel it's been an arms race this offseason for the nfc west those teams have all been uh, competing remember they were the first to land jj watt jj watt was on the street, what, maybe at 24 hours, and he signed with Arizona. So they've been pretty aggressive because they've got to keep up with uh, the Joneses out there in the NFC West. I thought Arizona had a really good offseason, and they feel that they're going to make a push towards the playoffs. All right, then the final three games. you got to go out to Seattle. So not many of these short week games, obviously, excuse me, you got to, <clears throat> excuse me, Baltimore to Detroit. Uh, is this is the short week, you know, before Thanksgiving? Then you get a longer break against Arizona, but then you got a prime time game against the Vikings, and then you go out to Seattle. Hey, we all know what the distraction of Christmas week can be, uh, and it's a long trip and a loud stadium the day after Christmas at 3:05 start against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Tommy. Yeah, you don't want to blame it on a holiday. I like the late start out there. It gives you a little bit of chance for your body to wake up. However. That is the most disruptive crowd in all the NFL. And if Seattle has a packed stadium, you could see a really um, a, a challenged offense to be as efficient as you will be at home or lesser filled up stadiums. And Jim, two tricky games to wrap up in January. Now you play two weeks in two weekends into January. The Giants at Soldier Field with Daniel Jones. You know, the Giants should be improved. We don't know, obviously. We're doing this all from ground zero here. We don't know how injuries and, and development or lack thereof will impact these teams. And then to finish up again at Minnesota, the Bears have done very well at Minnesota in that final game of the year. Will it matter? 
Should it matter? With the 17 games, will it matter? I mean, it, it, these are a lot of things we don't know the answers to. How do you shape up those final couple games? Yeah, I think, well, one, you mentioned it well, that about the Week 18. The Bears feel that they've got confidence. They've gone up into that building a couple times, more than once, uh, and, and taken down the Minnesota Vikings. So I do think that will permeate uh, through the locker room because there is a belief that they can get it done from that standpoint. That Giants game, that's a team that's building. I thought their first three draft picks, when you look at Aziz Ojolari, who they drafted, and the other two players who they selected, those are all impactful players that the Giants added. And you got to remember, that's the game that Saquon Barkley got hurt, yeah. right, was against the Bears. Yeah. And he'll probably be back for that matchup. So they are a much better team than the Bears uh, beat up on the last time. But it all opens up for Sean Desai and the fellas against the Rams. Fourth straight year playing this L.A. There's team. moments in each of those games where I'm sure they can look back, you know, Sean McVay and those guys, and we can look back and say, hey, here's where the game kind of turned. Uh, so I think that that's going to be exciting for us to take on that challenge early in the year. And then, obviously, I mean, going up against Matt uh, for the years I've gone against him, I mean, he's obviously a special player. So that will present another unique challenge uh, besides the system that they got there, and they got a, a different quarterback now, so that will be fun. And Matthew Stafford, yeah, 14-point third quarter was uh, the difference in that game for the L.A. Rams and the victory over the Bears 24-10. to 10. Uh, It is a tough schedule, yes, but everybody in the division, Jim, has the same – type of opponents so the top seven in the league all four from the division are in the most difficult category as we sit here today you know obviously it changes over the course of the year yeah it's it's a difficult schedule but like you said it's the same for everybody in that division teams are going to have to wade through injuries there's going to be ebb and flows we don't even know if a quarterback's going to arrive up there in green bay that could factor in uh and you got a team building in in detroit that's looking to, to, to start over. So they're trying to do a, a foundational year there, and you have to figure out what to expect for, from them. But, uh, you know, the Bears are talented enough to do it. They'll be prepared to play, and, you know, you just play the next one that's on the schedule. That's all you can do. So no sense crying about it. you got to go line up every single week and, and go get it done. And the preseason, Tommy, uh, are going to be all Saturday games. Uh, there's only three. Uh, the one uh, that start things off against Miami, it'll be a noon start on Saturday the 14th, and then Buffalo the next Saturday, and then Tennessee on the road at 6 p.m. start on August 28th, and the season begins on September 12th. So we're in the past. So that's a, a pretty good chunk of time from August 28th to September 12th to get yourself mentally ready for that first game of the year. Do you like that little break in between there? Yeah, I do. But, you know, in the preseason, I'm going to like to see how the coaches get themselves organized. There's going to be have to be a line of communication from Sean Desai, wherever he is, up in the booth or on the sideline. And then you're going to see how the other, often the new coaches on the staff, how they work the sidelines and, and they work during the game. So, you know, we're going to be looking at players, how they perform on the field, but we're also going to be looking at coaches and how they start fitting into their roles. Jim, well, before we let you go, heard from all the coaches with Ted today and almost every single one of them say, hey, nothing beats getting on these guys, hands-on, on the grass. This is going to be the constant tug-of-war tug of now between what the union wants. It is voluntary, but the more they can get guys in the OTAs, the better they feel about evaluating players, and I agree with them. Yeah. Well, you look at the rookies and the first-year players that the Bears added. None of their agents are telling those players to stay away, and they won't stay away because they know they have to earn a spot on that roster. So I think attendance will be good for the Chicago Bears, not only for the Bears. It's already happening all around the league. 
these players are going to show up and give themselves the best chance to, to make a roster. And what better place to do it with what happened with Juwan James out there for the uh, Denver Broncos? He tears his Achilles working out away from the facility. If you're away from the facility, your contract is not guaranteed. So why not go into that beautiful Clyde Emmerich weight room and get your work done? Because your contract can be guaranteed. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, you know, the, the Bears put together a great working atmosphere in that beautiful facility, and it's a positive working atmosphere led by Nagy. So let's get these guys coached on the field and let them perform during the regular season. Fellas, we're out of time. Good job as always. Big Jim, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us again, buddy. Sounds good, man. Good, always good Good to be with you guys. Jim Miller, Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, producer Julio Roseo, Jordan Treadup, Dan Brilli. Thanks to Thomas Graham and all of you for listening. Coming up next, stick right here, more of this NFL schedule release breakdown of the Bears rookie minicamp from Anthony Heron ahead on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.